This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, my love tribe. Welcome to Heartblend Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Christian, and I focus on emotional care and empowerment for empaths, sensitive souls, and those that resonate with my content. So hello, I'm so excited and happy to have you. And today we're going to talk about handling social anxiety. This is a big one. This happens to a lot of us actually. And so I wanted to dive into this to help give us some good frame of mind, you know, perspective, some good tips, helping us to understand it a little bit more, maybe why we may be dealing with it and just how we can overcome it. Because The truth is, is that we can't hide forever, right? We can't just avoid people, even though we try. Now, connection is so important. It's so important for us to be a part of community somewhere, have that sense of belonging, having that support, knowing that people love and care about you is so important. So when that social anxiety kicks in, it really blocks us from being able to handle interaction with others. Okay. So I want to help us out here. I've dealt with it in the past, not frequently, but I have experienced it and I know the gravity of how uncomfortable it is. I know the feeling you have, you know, you feel like everyone is looking at you. You feel like your heart is racing. You feel like you're going to pass out. You feel shaky. You just feel like so much is caving in on you. And it's just a lot, right? I don't want you to feel like that. So let's go ahead and dive in. Now, first off, what is social anxiety? So social anxiety is the fear of face-to-face interaction and communication with other people. It affects about 15 million people throughout the world. And it's much deeper than just being shy or reserved, which is more of a personality trait. It's often tied to feelings of rejection, judgment, embarrassment, shame, and much more. And so it can also be tied to performance anxiety as well. So if you have to perform in front of a large group of people, that's when those fears really kick in. So I want to share with you a little bit about my story and when I felt like this. Okay. So I was at work, right? And for my job, I have to film and I was tasked to film some people get them interviewed and just ask them questions about their experience. And it was in a big room with probably about 10,000 people. Yikes. (laughs) Now I consider myself to be pretty confident and charismatic, but in this moment, I just felt so stressed. Okay. So I felt the pressure of feeling like, okay, you need to interview people and get them on camera. And if you don't, you failed, right? If you don't get what we asked you to get, you failed. 
So I have to keep in so much in mind just with filming, the lighting, the background, everything, make sure it looks good, make sure everything sounds good, which is already a lot of pressure to begin with. And then I had to go and grab people. Now, I didn't know anyone. And all these people are just talking to each other. They're having a good time. They're eating their meals or laughing. They're joking, whatever. And I had to jump in and interject and say, excuse me, do you mind if I grab you to come talk on camera real quick? We want to talk about your experience. Ugh, that was just really uncomfortable. I felt like I was intruding on people. I felt like I was interrupting them. And it really made me feel like, you know, ugh, but I have to get this. And I just don't want to feel like I'm a bother to someone. I don't want to feel like it's a burden. And then I had to ask them questions on the spot. And I just don't like pulling people out of their sense of comfort. It's just really not comfortable for me. What would have worked better for me was that if we already had a set number of people that were already prepared and prompted to know that they were going to be on camera, I hate feeling like I'm ambushing someone or like I'm some weird paparazzi or like putting a camera in people's faces. And the truth is, no one was really thinking that, but that's how I felt. And so I was trying to go to people and some people were like, no, no, thank you. I don't want to be on camera. No. And the more I was getting that, the more I was getting anxious. And I started feeling like I was going to freeze. And I was feeling like I was just going to pass out. And there was so much playing in my mind and this mental chatter, like, you know, you're not good enough. You're going to come back and they're going to hate this video. And I was just like sitting there and I was like, I, I can't do this. I can't, I can't, I can't do, I can't do this. I can't. And I just started like almost hyperventilating. I had to go in the bathroom and I was crying and it was just a big mess. Oh, I hated that feeling. And I wish I knew what I'm going to tell you now back then, but Hey, it's all good. We all learn from wisdom. <laughs> So that's a little bit about my story with my social anxiety, but I also want to dive in a little bit more. So what happens is that when you're feeling that anxiety come up in those social settings, you tend to get that tunnel vision when it comes to having to start a conversation or initiate a conversation or when someone's too talkative and you need to stop the conversation and move away. So that can really bring up some anxiety that's there. And ultimately, you just feel like you want to run away when there's all these people that's there. You may avoid making new friends or getting out into new social settings. Even voice calls may make you feel anxious. So I do think that there is a range of that social anxiety. It could be mild or it could be really severe. So it could be just in certain circumstances or it could be any social interaction just feels like a lot. Like you just want to run away as soon as you see a person coming towards you. So it just depends. But the truth of the matter is, is that it's isolating. It's limiting and it's trapping. So even though we feel like we're avoiding something, we're running away or we're trying to get comfortable, we just want to keep to ourselves. Imagine how much your world would expand if you felt accepted by people. If you felt like you could talk to anyone, if you felt like people were there to love you and to support you, it gives you a big sense of comfort, connectedness, and ultimately brings you a sense of peace to be able to connect. 
And so we have to tune in with ourselves, okay? How we're feeling, how we're thinking, and what we're doing in those moments. So let's go back to a moment, if you can. Think about a time when you were faced with that social anxiety. What were you feeling in those moments? Were you feeling just really jittery or feeling like you wanted to run away or feeling shaky or nervous? Were you feeling hot? you know, like you were sweating a lot, or you feeling frantic or chaotic or disheveled? What were you thinking in those moments? Were you thinking, oh, these people don't want to talk to me or, oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, they're probably judging me. Oh, I'm, you know, what were you thinking? And what were you doing? Were you avoiding it? Were you trying to find your nearest exit? Were you trying to pull yourself back and kind of blend into the background? What do you do in those moments? So we need to create some sense of awareness in how we are behaving, feeling, and thinking in those social settings. Now we want to practice a gradual exposure, okay? So if you have a very strong fear of big fear, especially when it comes to interacting with others. Let's start small. We don't want to overwhelm ourselves. Let's start small. So it could be as simple as waving to a neighbor or when you go in the grocery store, talking to a cashier. Cashiers have to talk to people all the time. So they're already in a right frame of mind to communicate with you. So hello, hope you have a good day. Anything, just something to break that up. The more we avoid social interaction, the worse it gets. It's something that we really have to practice. We have to get better at just communicating with people and socializing. We have to exercise that portion of the brain. The more we don't do that, the harder it's going to be for us to just connect and communicate in normal situations. And that is so limiting for you. It's limiting for your success. It's limiting for you to have healthy relationships. It's limiting for you to be able to understand yourself, right? We learn about ourselves when we're communicating to others. So it's really important that we really take this seriously and open ourselves up a little bit more. Now, the thing that I want to cover is that although you may hear psychologists and counselors and therapists will say, no one's thinking anything about you. They're not paying any attention to you. It's all in your head. Okay. Now I want to really empathize with you here because there's a reason why we feel that. And I think if we just ignore that feeling that it just doesn't feel real to us because that fear is still there. Where did that fear come from? Well, now we see trolls on social media. Cyberbullying is existent. It happens all the time. But guess what? Sometimes you can have one troll and they're totally anonymous. They are miserable themselves and they just want to make everyone else feel miserable. And they are low in numbers, but they're louder. And then they go to several people and they try to do this thing of just trying to bring people down. Like they're just so unhappy with themselves. Right. And so we're seeing the trolls on these social media and we're thinking, oh my gosh, so many people think like this. So many people are so judgmental. So many people are so hateful. You know, we're seeing this and it makes it hard because we are seeing that people are capable of just being so mean 
And we're carrying that thought in our social interactions. We're thinking, well, if people can act like this behind the scenes, this must be how they're really thinking when they're talking to me in person. Okay. And so we have that in the back of our mind. The other thing is that we may have a past embarrassing experience, something that happened to us that just humiliated us. Maybe we were bullied. Maybe we experienced something that just felt so uncomfortable and that happened. So our brain is saying that we have evidence of this, right? It's not just all in our head. Okay, so we may re-experience feeling like that, even though that's not the situation, possibly, but we may feel that way anyway, and that's what's keeping us from really embracing being a bit more social. We've experienced that feeling of embarrassment, and it just wrecked us, made us feel terrible about ourselves, right? And then the other thing that I want to cover is low self-esteem. A lot of times the person that's talking to us so negatively the most is ourselves. And when we're so comfortable of talking down to ourselves on a regular basis, we are assuming that other people are thinking the same thing, that they're perceiving us that same way. And the other point that I want to make is that, you know, we're even seeing these altercations on people's phones where people are attacking people that are strangers. People are on high defense. People are on high alert. You know, we hear of the quote unquote Karens and we see people getting super defensive and we are seeing all of these hateful crimes and it's happening to people. But what I want us to reflect on and remember, this is not to dismiss hateful behavior whatsoever. However, you know, I like to go deeply here and I want us to remember the fact about frequency and our emotions. And when we are in states of fear or when we are in states of feeling as though we don't belong here, I feel uncomfortable, whatever it is, we also attract fear, but it is in the opposition. So Let's say you have a group of people, they feel uncomfortable, they feel out of place, they feel fearful. Now, doesn't mean they're going to express that. It just may be something under the surface. And you have another person that is feeling like, oh my gosh, someone's taking over my space. I'm starting to feel like I don't belong here because someone's coming in and they look different than me and I'm feeling angry and anger comes from fear. So these two energies will attract each other because they're mirroring each other's fear, but it's really being shown in this attacker victim dynamic. It's showing in hostility. It's showing an attack. It's showing fear out of defensiveness. It's showing fear out of hatred, but those things do tend to attract one another. So that is another thing that goes into the social interactions that we're seeing, but we're internalizing that as this is how people are. This is how the real world is. So I want us to also keep in mind the frequency part. Again, not to dismiss people and their behaviors and what they do. Of course, none of that is socially acceptable, but understanding it from an emotional, spiritual frequency level there is something that is going on there. Same thing when animals attack certain people, certain people they don't attack. What's going on there? 
So if this is something that doesn't sound familiar to you or it sounds new to you, I would highly suggest to listen to the What the F is Frequency series. Just listen to that because that's going to give you a lot more insight. Okay. So just going back to the series on vibrations and frequency is really helpful to get a deeper understanding of what may really go on underneath the surface. So it's only natural that if you have all of this in your mind, that it's going to be challenging for you to want to be social, to want to communicate with others because we are afraid to feel judged. We're afraid to feel embarrassed or feel shame, right? And those things are like socially exiling. So what I want you to keep in mind is that there's the truth. There is a truth that we are all fighting a battle somewhere. Okay. Are you constantly looking at every single person passing by and thinking that there's some kind of failure or are you laughing at them? And if you are, you're most likely just projecting your own insecurities onto them. But most people live in their heads and will definitely not know how you really feel inside. So free yourself by reducing the weight of that shame because it can truly block you from some amazing doors. And so now I've covered with you some good sound advice for handling that social anxiety. Now I want to give you some empowerment. Okay. I want to really tap into you right now. If this is something that is hard for you. Number one. Get control over your mind. Your mind is what is creating this havoc for you, right? Regardless of how someone is talking to you, how someone is treating you, you need to know that you are in control of your reality. This is your movie. This is your show. This is your life. And nowhere in your movie do you allow for yourself as the main character to be kicked out of the scene. No. So it doesn't matter what they're thinking. Screw what people are thinking. It doesn't matter. They're probably not thinking of you. But if they are, oh, well, you need to worry about what you're thinking of yourself. Hype yourself up. When you walk into a room, I want you to repeat to yourself in your mind, people love talking to me. People want to get to know me. I am a wonderful communicator. I have important things to say. My presence is needed. I am here. Just keep repeating that in your mind over and over and over and over again. Carry that when you're walking. Hold your head up. Make your presence known. You're there already, right? And you'd be amazed at the results that you get when you keep this script running in your mind and you're walking into a room with people. People will accept you. They will want to talk to you. They will be mesmerized by you. They will be just so intrigued by you. And then you have the choice to engage or not engage. You're not running away. You're not avoiding. You're not wondering what someone's thinking of you. You're thinking and knowing to yourself, 
Yes, I'm here. Hello, how are you? No, I don't want to engage with that type of person. Yes, I want to engage with this type of person, right? You are choosing. You're not allowing for any thoughts to come up to tell you that you don't belong there. That ends today. So, whenever you need a little pick-me-up, you just listen to this section of this episode to remind you of who you are because you are an incredible being. And anyone would be truly, truly lucky to be able to engage with you and get to know you on a deeper level. So get ready. Doors are getting ready to open up for you. You're going to crush that social anxiety. You're going to kill it. You got this. Don't worry about it. It is not permanent. Don't identify with having social anxiety. Stop saying I have social anxiety. Stop saying I'm socially awkward. Stop. Just stop that. From now on, that's no longer you. You are confident and you can handle any situation that comes your way. Just believe that. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Definitely stay tuned for more. And we are here Tuesdays and Saturdays at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is Heartblend Podcast.